Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wrestle, 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 hard, wrestle. Resolutions with Wrestling Mindset. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We got a nice list for you today. We're back again. We're going to talk about five ways to succeed in 2022. Another crazy year, another crazy, crazy 2021. But um, we got to control the controllables coming up. Right? right there will be adversity. Right off the bat, we got to know it's not all going to go to plan. Nothing, there's no perfect year. It's not going to go perfectly. I think that's blatantly obvious these days. So number one, we got to plan for adversity. It's not going to be the perfect year where I, I never miss a day on my diet. I never miss a day on my nutrition plan. I never miss, you know, an optimal workout. Things are going to happen. There's going to be injuries, dings, match cancellations, things that come down the pipeline. So right off the bat, we got to know what's going to happen. Be okay with that and be more positive than the next guy or gal. Right, which is a tough thing to do because when you're gearing everything towards one thing and then it, and then it falls off, well, then that's, then, then, you know, could really derail you. That's why one of the topics we'll talk about today is having the right priorities because if your priorities are, are right and, and rooted in a solid foundation, then you're going to be able to navigate the troubled waters. That's right. That's number one today. Make the most important thing the most important thing, I'll repeat that. Make the most, make sure that you make the most important thing, the most important thing. Right. And it's not wrestling and it's not school and it's not even family. It's actually faith and morals. So as Mr. Miyagi said in the Karate Kid, never put passion before principles, because even if you win, you lose. Well, you could make it, you could, you could begin a, you could begin at least a theology lesson from there where it talks about knowing the most important thing. In other words, when we speak to kids and we're working with them, we're working with teams and we have one of our mindset lessons where we talk about priorities. Almost, almost all kids, you might be surprised about this, that they will put faith as number one. But then when you ask them, well, how are you living this on a scale of one to 10? Usually it's, it's a very different story. And I'm guilty of that myself uh, back, in, back in school. It's like, you know, okay, yeah, I know faith is important to me, but it was basically an on the side thing. So that's not making 
the most important thing, the most important thing. And then even moving on to school, I knew at least intellectually that school is more important than wrestling. Well, how come my effort was like 10 times more in wrestling? It's not saying it should have been less in wrestling. It's just know that I'm being a hypocrite here. So school should be a higher priority. Family, are you, are you going above and beyond at home as a son or daughter? Are you, are you um, volunteering to do the chores? Are you even doing the chores that are asked of you? So it's, you know, we, we know in, intellectually that wrestling is like about number four on the list, but we're all treating it as number one. It's not saying do less with wrestling. You probably need to do more with wrestling. You probably need to do a lot more with wrestling in terms of training harder and smarter, but rem, rem, reminding yourself that your priority list contains at least three items above it. Yep. I think most of our athletes do a pretty good job of knowing their priorities. Like you said, most people do know that their faith, their religion, their family, their health are more important. But then when you look at the actions they take, we usually do a pretty poor job. And, and we were there too, right? So it's not how, you know, how I know this already. Well, how well are you applying it, right? So have your priority order and then actually call them out. Well, if it's a scale of uh, one to 10, you said your faith is a, is a 10 uh, out of 10 in importance. Well, how much time are you spending, you know, learning about your faith, finding the truth, praying, going to church? And then same thing with family. They'll say that's a 10 out of 10. Okay, well, what, do, what are you doing? Is it just all about you for, for the Christmas season? You cut you and, you know, your weight cut? Are you in your tournaments? Are you spending top quality time with your family? You know, are you helping out at home? Like you said before, but it's knowing that, we have a priority list and how could we improve the way we are living that? So I think that's really important. And then there's the whole 80, 20 analysis, right? So make the most important thing, the most important thing, making sure that we're spending most of our time doing the right things. So it's usually, you know, 20% of the things that we do have 80% of, you know, the, the results. So you could kind of apply that to this, to this lesson as well. So if I know that for my business, it's more important, you know, 80% of the results come from building relationships, well, then I better spend a lot of my time building new relationships. So it's not, not everything is weighted equally. Same thing in wrestling, you know, it might be footwork. I have to spend 80% of my time just on my feet, working my footwork. And that might have a massive impact as opposed to, you know, certain things that I'm drilling every day for 20 minutes that I never used in a competition. Right. It's, we always talk about finding that optimal point. Um, one of the things we, we know that's important with our wrestling mindset, just in general, is using wrestling as a vehicle to build virtue and mental skills. That optimal point for virtues is the golden mean. And this goes all the way back to Aristotle. So you want to be right, you want to be right in the middle. This is where a lot of people talk about moderation, everything in moderation. That's not true, everything in moderation. But when it comes to the virtues, there's a, there's a golden mean where you're not going too far in excess or going too little in defect, finding that golden mean. And I think I'm, I'm going into this because another way to get at this priority thing is almost all wrestlers and coaches and parents are saying basically the same thing where wrestling builds virtue, wrestling builds character, wrestling makes you a better person. Okay, all right. We know there's about 64 different virtues. I think there are 64 virtues. When you think about wrestling, or I'll speak for myself when I was competing, the main thing that the main virtue that was being pressed is fortitude. And, and one of those sub virtues there is persistence and patience, like delayed gratification. So basically you're pushing, you're pushing fortitude, pushing fortitude, and you're also pushing temperance a little bit 
But how about prudence? How about justice? Are you giving other people their due? Are you being a good teammate when your coaches are asking you to help out? Things like that. Um, I speak for myself being pretty selfish when I was competing. And, and that's not very just to other people. So in other words, we're neglecting a whole lot of virtues. Wrestling doesn't just, if you're saying wrestling builds character and virtue and makes you a better person, that means all of the virtues should be pushed up. If some of them are going down, well, guess what? Your argument's working against you. Maybe wrestling is not making you a better person. Maybe it's making you a worse person. If you want, let us know. Send us a message, and we'll send you a list of all 64 virtues. We could post that, too, in the show notes. Uh, num- so we got number two, never be outworked. So you have the whole overtraining myth. We hear that a lot as a, as a cop-out, as an excuse, right? Um, the coach is over. He's out. He's working us too hard. We're overtraining, right? But if you're approaching things the right way, it's got – what I always say is I don't even want to hear about overtraining if you're not eating right, sleeping right, and at least trying to think right. In other words, taking, taking your mindset training very seriously. If you're not sleeping, you know, at least seven or eight hours a night, if you're not trying your best to eat healthy, if you're not doing those three things, you know, overtraining, you're, you're not even recovering. So, I mean, you're not, you're just looking at it the wrong way. Right. A lot of times we're pushing our are wrestling training very hard, but we're not taking our sleep as serious, our nutrition as serious. I'm not saying you're not getting down to weight. Maybe you are getting down to weight. That's a very different question of if you're taking your nutrition serious, not just restricting yourself of foods and drinks right before a competition. We're talking about how healthy are you eating on a day-to-day basis? How much sleep are you getting? Are you getting eight hours? Are you getting even close, close to eight hours? Are you, even, are you even thinking about getting eight hours, knowing you're going to need extra rest during this time of year? So, it, that's important. And, and it's usually not working. It's not that you're not working hard enough. It's, I mean, it, it is, you're not working hard enough. You also have to work smarter because if you're working smarter, you can work harder. Also, if that makes sense, if you're training optimally, you can get more out of yourself. You won't be as sore. You won't be as you know jacked up for lack of a better term, your, your muscles, your, your joints, your tendons, if you're training properly. So it, it has to be optimal. Your training and of course, mindset, there's a lot of people doing mindset training, a lot of the best athletes in the world. So if you're not working on your mindset, you're not outworking your opponent in every single area. The Gable mentality was out everything, everybody. So that means technique, strength, conditioning, nutrition, rest and recovery, and of course, mindset. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's up here, the overtraining, right? If you're going into a workout thinking, here we go, here's another workout. This is going to be tough. This is going to be hard. Here we go again right? You don't even have the right mindset going in. So I don't care if that's a real easy workout. You play dodgeball, you have fun. You're still going to be in your mind overtraining because you're approaching it the wrong way mentally. So if you're negative, if you're complaining, if you're telling yourself the wrong things, then you don't even give yourself a fighting chance. So, you know, your mindset's got to come first. That training has to be, it has to be done on a regular basis. Otherwise, you know, overtraining is just, you're just, you're just spitting out some words. Right. And I mean, this, this goes also with it when you think about cutting weight the wrong way. If you're not eating healthy, you've got to cut weight harder. So guess what? You feel like you're working harder. Really, you're just clocking. You're, you're really just clocking in hours. That's really what it comes down to. You're not actually working harder. If your practice room is 90 degrees, if you're wearing sweats all the time, it gives you the illusion that you're working hard. When in fact, you're not actually working hard. You might be sweating more, but it doesn't mean you're working harder. So you have to be careful there. And again, that's where a mindset coach can really help you sift through that. Uh, because all of us are likely to lie to ourselves, our, you know, us included too. And we were in both high school and college. It's easy to 
kind of trick yourself to saying, yeah, I'm working hard. And, and you know, there's really a whole nother level you could get to. You're just not optimizing. You're not doing things smart. You're letting a lot of mental blocks and, um, you know, just personal characteristics basically get in the way to block you from bringing out your optimal. So that's how mindset coach is going to help you or your son or your daughter or your team. That's great. Number three is be consistent. Consistency is king at the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, and, then, and thereafter. Consistency is king, right? Anyone could work hard for a week. Anyone could eat healthy for the first week of January. Anyone could train really hard and lift really hard for a week or two or a month. Who's going to do it consistently over the year, right? Consistency, whatever you're trying to do, if you put a little extra time in, so whatever you're doing, it can't just be, I know you're consistent, you're going to practice, you have mandatory workouts that you have to go to. Find out where you want to improve. Spend a little bit of time, but do it every day. You know, 10 minutes, it's so easy to do something for 10 minutes a day, right? You could just take some, I was just talking time management with one of our clients and we brought up that time management quadrant, which we should post in here. And we were talking about the, the not important, not urgent quadrant, which I think is on the bottom right. In other words, your time wasters. But how much of our time is actually spent in those time wasters? Netflix, TV, Video social games. media. And, and I'm not saying you can't do those things at all, but you shouldn't be spending more than 5% of your time there. And when, when you look at that, it's like 5% goes like that. And I could almost guarantee that probably almost everyone is spending more than 5% in those non-urgent, non-important tasks. And if you take 10 minutes of that away and you add that to, let's say, learning about I don't know, nutrition, and you do that for the course of a year, you're going to be, you're going to be a lot better, you know, over the course in a, in a few months, not even just in a year. So whatever it is, if it's footwork, oh, my footwork's not good. Take 10 minutes away, put that into your stance in motion. If it's strength, you put an extra 10 minutes into, you know, doing some band work every day, right? We talk about that a lot to build tendon strength, but whatever it is, identify you want to improve on. And just be consistent every day where, where every other day, you know, that's, it's going to make a, a astronomical difference over the course of a year. Right. And it's not saying that you can't play video games, of course, or social media or these kind of things, as long as it's, you know, a, a healthy, positive information that you're bringing into yourself, but it's just making sure you're staying consistent. Um, all the greats, they're consistent. That's one of the big things that sets them apart from everyone else. Even if you are a very successful wrestler, you, your kid, your team, a uh, very successful wrestler, chances are you are consistent in at least one of the, the dimensions of wrestling. Maybe it's just simply being consistent, going to practice regularly or consistently lifting regularly or consistently, consistently getting private lessons. Okay, good. We're consistent there. Let's also do it with our mindset, with our nutrition, with our sleep with our entire life. Um, good shout out here we could give to one, one of our friends and mentors, uh, Todd Sykoff, very successful former wrestler from the University of Pennsylvania. He was a pretty big donor for the wrestling team, even in his early thirties, did, did great in business. I bring him up because what did he say when we asked him his mental edge, what separates you from other people? And what did he say? Consistency. He said he's willing to do yeah. The, the, the little he's willing to do the little things on a daily basis that other people aren't willing to do. He's willing to get up at 5:30 and do X, Y, and Z when other people won't do it. So he pointed right to it. He's willing to do the difficult things and be disciplined. That's a hard thing because it comes down to a lot of um surrendering our own will. That's right. He's been a good mentor to us, and I always looked in because you know not only did he do well in business, he had a good family life. 
He has, he has a good family life and he was always in good shape. So it's like, he's a guy who's getting up early, probably getting up at four, four thirty every morning, going to the gym and then working on wall street at, you know, he's at his desk by seven, seven thirty, And then he's there until the end of the trading day. And then he's home with his family. So it's like doing the right things again, that might be easy for a week. Now, now compound that over, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. And you have, you know, you're going to be successful. Right. And if, and if you look at it and you look at a guy like Todd and you meet him, it's like super personable, very smart. So right away, that might jump out at you right away. It's like, oh, he's, he's good social skills. He's very intelligent, right? He grasps, he grasps things very quickly when you speak to him, but that, but that's not what he's pointing to as his success, his one key point for success. Sure. That's part of it. He's pointing to his willingness to be disciplined and do the little things right all the time. That should tell you something. That's a former pen wrestler right there. That's right. I, th- I remember Kale saying this. We, we heard him speak at a wrestlers and business event. He said that he would have the guys, you know, make a calendar and every day they'd have to check off a day they did something to get towards their goal. You know, obviously they're at Penn State. They're good wrestlers. They're great wrestlers. Um, they're working hard towards their goal. But he wanted to actually, he wanted them to see that they're improving every day. So even if they're injured, okay, I, I did some video review with coach. You know, I did my flexibility stretching. I did my conditioning on the aerodyne, whatever it may be. He wanted people to write it down and so they could see the check mark on the calendar that, you know, not a big deal after a week. You do that for three, four months. You're like, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of check marks. You know, you start to believe I do deserve my goal, right? I'm doing something every single day, a little bit more, you know, to achieve something that's really difficult to achieve. So he wanted them to, to see that. That's, that's real important. And we're constantly speaking about that with wrestling mindset, that it's not only important to do the right things and to be making good decisions and to be improving, but you need to remind yourself, you need to know that you're doing it. Why? Because as humans, we overly focus on the negative. We focus on the times where we mess up, where we drop the ball. And that's important too. We need to know um, the areas we need to pick it up and get better. But again, just like any great leader, coach, parent, teacher, employer, they have a three to one praise to critique ratio. We're a five to one praise to critique ratio. Why? It keeps things positive. It keeps you motivated. If it's all negative, you don't want to try very hard or you don't want to persist through. So being aware of your improvement areas, but being even more aware of your strengths and that you are doing things right. It's got to be in the forefront of your mind. You need to be conscious of it. Otherwise, we tend to focus more on, you know, the things we need to work on, you know, our mistakes. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Right, number four. Write it down. We say this a lot. The best, the best wrestlers are journaling. Quote from Terry Brands. They're writing things down. So when we talk, I was just watching a clip from one of our corporate mindset videos, and you were talking to a business 
I think ex equitable advisors about how they, it's not enough to just learn. So if you're, if you're exercising, you don't just learn how to squat or bench press, you got to do the exercise. Well, it's the same thing when you're talking to them about, I think you're doing the best and worst performance list. You can't just talk to them about it. Like, this isn't the mindset training. It's you guys need to write down when I'm performing my best, what am I doing? And you have to think about that a little bit. And you have to be honest with yourself when I'm not performing well, what, what am I doing? And you go through three of those each. It's one of our first lessons. And then you write it down and you start to see, okay, there's, there's, um, there's reasons why I'm successful in these performances. There's reasons why I'm not performing well during these performances, right? So you write, write the things down and it's just, it's extremely helpful. So that's not just for mindset training. It's, it's for, I mean, you could look at this as mindset training, but gratitude. What are you grateful for? Right? We have our, our success journal, the best they're journaling. What are you thankful for? What's one thing you can improve on? What's another action step you're going to take tomorrow? And then just random notes, right? Sometimes you just need to record our thoughts. It's, it's empowering. You learn from it. You know, you look back and you, you read them and you see, you know, how much you've improved, how much you've changed, how much you're the same, right? Things that we still need to improve on. Um, writing down our confidence list. What, what do you, you know, why, why should you be confident? Why do you deserve your goal? We talk a lot about, you know, being a lawyer, making a case for yourself, right? Why do you, it's hard to believe that I should be an NCAA champ. It's hard to believe that I should be a, you know, own a multi-million dollar business. It's hard to believe that I should be a billionaire, right? We need to prove that to ourselves on a regular basis. It doesn't happen overnight for most people, most of the time, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe that you can do it. And it, it's usually an incremental process. Right. That's why, you know, one of the big things we're talking about with mental, with mental toughness is making sure you're setting up challenges for yourself, doing things that, you know, other people aren't doing in terms of training and lifestyle. Um, you know, things like the cold shower, things like running the half marathon in the, in the off season, of course, where it's like, you're just doing something, you know, other people aren't doing, or the, the, the Mike Malinconico Rhino wrestling club, 24 hour lockdown. And the same thing with when it comes to our uh, mental toughness. Well, men, yeah, men, mental toughness, right? Where we, if that's right, it's under the mental toughness series where the courage log, every day doing one thing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and seeing it every day. It's similar to what we spoke about before with improvement, but now it's kind of seeing every day you get that pit in your stomach where I'm, I'm a little bit afraid and I push through it. So it's constantly proving that to yourself and seeing it. I, I was going to say, I just did that with my son yesterday. He's four and I was like, I don't know, ask, he wanted something. So I was like, oh, ask Mr. So-and-so, you know, not, in other words, not his mom or dad for whatever he needed. I was like, this is your courage of the day. And I told somebody else, like, this is courage for the day. I was like, it's got to start somewhere. So for a four-year-old, like they're used to just mommy, daddy, can I have this? Can I have that? And it's like, no, go ask Mr. You know, whoever, you know, ask, ask them for something. You know, they're not your parent, but you got to learn how to do things like that. So right. we, we used to do that with our younger brother. We'd give him a courage of the day. Maybe, now, maybe, maybe because we were lazy, but hopefully it helped them. That's right. And, and I remember our high school coach, Gio Dano, always used to say, um, if you want to be extraordinary, you have to do extraordinary things. Extraordinary people do extraordinary things. So <laughs> make it happen. Don't be ordinary. There should be a noticeable difference. We say this to our wrestlers a lot, too. There should be a noticeable difference between you and the other people in your wrestling room. You should be able to tell a difference no matter where you're at. That means if you were at you know, a Blair or Iowa or Penn State, there should still be a big difference between you and other people. So constantly elevating yourself, not that we're comparing to other people. I know that could get a little bit confusing there, but you should be on a mission. You should be training harder and smarter and better than they are. That's right. Even, even at Penn State where they'll have, 
you know, five national champs in a year sometimes, like still most guys that go to Penn State are not going to be national champs. So if you want to be an NCAA champ, you got to got to do more. You got to do more. Another thing I was going to point out, just it's helped a lot of wrestlers, a lot of people um, just be more consistent is writing down, getting back to number four, writing things down, writing down your workout log. You know, some, some people, and that's not for everyone, but just benefiting from seeing the plan that they do, seeing the, you know, the incremental progress, right? Writing down your sets, your reps, your weight. Um, that would be something that I would suggest too. So that could be for lifting, that could be for your running, that could be for your extra workouts, but get in the habit of, of starting to write things down. And, you know, over time, you'll learn stuff about yourself, what's more beneficial than others. But, um, but that, that's really enlightening for a lot of people. So no, number five would be learn, learn from the best, right? There's so, many, there's so many good people out there. It's so easy to learn now. I don't think it's ever been easier to learn um, with, with YouTube, with Flow Wrestling, with podcasts. Um, it, now it's just, are you going to do it or not? Are you going to find the right people? And then going back to the consistency, um, number, number three, are you going to be consistent about it? But you got, you got to learn from the best. Right. And our coach, our coach Don Ernst learned this back in um, probably sometime in the seventies from Billy Martin's Granby school, the wrestling camp saying you have to, he said to Don, he said, you have to study the best in the world. And boy, did that leave an impression because he always said that to us, you have to study the best in the world. And that's why when he was in the, when he was filming the 76 Olympics, 75 through 79 world championships, He's videotaping the Americans because he was a video technician for Team USA. But after those matches, or when people's backs were turned, he's videoing the Russians. He's videoing the Russians and the Japanese. And he always said, you have to study what they're doing. That's why we have a whole series, what we created earlier in the year, um, Secrets of Soviet uh, Sports Performance. Because we got to see what the Russians are doing. We got to see what other people are doing. Uh, that's a big reason why earlier in the year, we invested pretty heavily in, in terms of knowledge. We bought every one of the international wrestling science journals. Um, David Kirby, Dr. David Kirby, who was on our coaches convention this summer and, um, you know, great resource there. So got all of those and all Dr. Michael Yesis, who was part of our coaches convention over the summer. He, he has all, he translated a whole bunch of Soviet sports journals and we got all of them that have wrestling in there because you need to learn. There's a lot to learn and there's a lot of research that was done. You might not think that people have looked into different aspects of wrestling but they have, they have, you know, we, we tend to be, sometimes we're a little bit too innovative and I'm definitely the first person guilty of this one, but you know, we try to reinvent the wheel instead of first looking what else is out there, seeing what's out there, why it's out there. And then of course, in certain dimensions of life, you could make little tweaks, but there's a lot that's already been done. So study the research. That's right. And then train your mindset, your, your bonus number six, if you're not training your mindset, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult to, to beat the best. It's going to be tough to forget about being the best. Just bring out your potential. You know, there's just so many lessons that, that um, again, people have, people have studied, we've researched, but you know, most of the research has come from people before us. We're not reinventing the wheel. It's just putting it into a system and making sure people are consistent, holding them accountable, right? Making sure they're going through the lessons, not just learning them and say, yeah, I know that again, go back to your priorities. Oh, I know my priorities are faith, family, health, school, and then wrestling. Well, how come you're spending, you know, no time doing these, the top two or three things. And, you know, everything is, is based into number five, right? That doesn't mean do less for number five. It means just making sure we're doing a lot for numbers one, two, three, and four, 
and way less in that he talked about time, the time management quadrant, the bottom right, not urgent, not important tasks. Just stop wasting time. So, um, you know, we, we've studied, there's plenty of research out there on, on your mindset. And it's just one of those things that the situation is always different. We talk the example of that a lot about, you know, the difference in the mindset of somebody who's trying to be a state champion or a national champ for the first time. It's hard to believe that. It's really hard to believe that for a lot of people that I can be the best wrestler in the nation Division one NCAA champion, really, really difficult to believe that. Okay, getting to that point mentally is a difficult thing. Now you win it. Now the next year, maybe you win, maybe you dominate. And the next year, everyone expects you to win. Well, the parameters are very different mentally. So it's like the, the mental approach, we know you have to be consistent with it, but it's going to be completely different in year two than in year one. So it's just constantly changing. It's not like it's just a step-by-step -step incremental process. It's, it's constant learning. Right. And that goes throughout your life, which is why mindset's important throughout your life. It's like now once your wrestling career is done, it's like you have a boss, you have a spouse, you have children. The parameters change yet again. Right. So if you're constantly working on your mindset, you're going to be able to deal with things that are coming at you. The other thing is that, and again, there's a lot of great coaches out there who are thinking about the mindset, who are implementing some kind of mindset training on their own. But they're just, the coaches are just not going in nearly as in depth as we can, an outside party coming in. So several things. Number one, this is what we do. This is our expertise. We spend a lot of time investing and in learning what is the best mindset. We've seen tens and thousands of wrestlers, probably close to 100,000 at this point over, over all of our mindset coaches over the course of almost 15 years now, our 80 mindset coaches. It's a lot of wrestling that we've seen, a lot of um, mentality specific to wrestling that we've seen. And of course, other sports too. And again, so we're, we're thinking we're thinking about it a lot. It's constantly on our mind. Of course, the coaches are, but we're able to dig in at a certain at a certain depth. Also, having that outside party come in for the team. You bring in a coach, a mindset coach to help the team. You need to have someone who's outside of the normal group that you're with. Your wrestlers, they might say they're close with you, and I'm sure a lot of you coaches, your wrestlers are close to you. You have a good relationship. They do open up but they're just not going to be as truthful because you are still their coach. So they know there's a, there's a, there's a hierarchy. That's the way to look at it. There's a hierarchy in place, coach, athlete, same thing with your kids, which is why you can't put a price tag on having a good mentor. You know, it is a parent that your kids, you might have a very close relationship. There's still that authority structure where the kids know if they tell you certain things, they're going to get punished and rightfully so. But the point is you bring in someone from the outside, we reinforce those messages that you're giving them, but also we're seeing a whole different dimension they might not be opening up to you about. So all great athletes and all great people need to have mentors in their life who are able to help. A perfect example is of this is when our kids are old enough to wrestle, they're not going to be, and they're going to be getting mindset coaching. It's not going to be from, it's not going to be from dad and it's not going to be from uncle Jeff. And I, I wish it would be, it would be nice for, for me or, or you to be the mindset coach for it. They can't because they need to be able to talk about me and our family dynamic behind our back. That external mindset coach is going to help them. So there's, again, there's just a host of reasons why having an outside mindset coach from wrestling mindset, mindset specifically helping your team or your kid. Yeah. And just to add to that, we were just talking to a business, I think an insurance guy, I think it was Northwestern mutual and, and, you know, they were saying they do a really good job of that, right? Building a relationship between the manager and the, the advisor said, but, you know, they understand that 
even if they're doing their best, they're only going to tell them 60%. Even if they have a really good relationship, they're only going to tell you so much because that's still their manager, right? There's still that hierarchy, like you said. So they're happy if they're, if they're hearing 60, 70% of, of what's going on, but then they know that's another 30 to 40% where we can help. And maybe they still don't tell us 100%, but if you go from 60 to 95%, that's, that's a big difference, right? So it's, it's the same in the business world, right? There's just, there's only so much you're going to tell your immediate coach or manager. Um, and, and having a third party is just, it's, um, it could, it could be gold. It can have an astronomical impact, like we said before. So last thing, confidence crash course. I know that's on sale from now through January 1st. So it's 20, I think it's 20% off the, the regular, 25% off the premium, or I might be flipping those. You'll see them on the I'll, I'll post the links below, but essentially the confidence crash course, it's, it's designed a 10 day confidence crash course, the 10, 10 of our best lessons that we feel like, you know, if you only had 10 of them, this is where you'd, you would start. So if it's something, if you're not able to do our individual program, um, we have that, the premium program actually includes four sessions with our mindset coach who will help you through that program. But if not 10 of our best lessons, again, you can't just read through the stuff. You can't just read the course or watch the videos you have to do the actual exercises. So, you know, if you're going to do it in 10 days, do one a day, but watch the video, read the lesson, and then actually take some time to go through each one of those lessons. Another thing could have a major impact. You know, if, if you can't do our one-on-one -on -one training, highly recommend that. And that's on sale for 20, 25% off now through January 1st. And, and, and there's at least two, maybe if you want to call them hidden benefits from doing that. Number one, it's going to have a huge impact, right? If you, if you go through that confidence crash course, you're going to learn a lot from it. So that'd be the one thing. But two, if you get the confidence crash course, that's going to also tell you a lot about what you need, your needs for mindset. A lot of people, after they do our confidence crash course, because most, you know, the people who are the smartest approaching the sport, they know they have to work on their mindset. So it gives you a taste of mental training. What will happen with a lot of people is they'll see that after doing the confidence crash course, they don't necessarily either do it at all, or they only do a few of them. And that shows you if you need to get a mindset coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have a lot of people that have done the, the confidence crash course, and that became a springboard into regular mindset training with our mindset coach. So it's great to do. It'll tell you basically, okay, I need more support in this way, or you might want to get more materials. There are some people who can do it on their own. And if there are more power to you, but just make sure like Jeff said, you do it. You can't yeah, I was gonna say, if, if you're a parent and you buy it for your kid, keep an eye on it, you know, encourage them to do it, but then actually see, it's like, give them the 10 days, maybe give them 14 days, give them two weeks. And then if they don't do it, then you realize they, they need a mindset coach, the accountability. So that, that's why there's no substitute for that. We're holding you accountable. We're going through the program. We're explaining it to you and making sure you do the exercise. But I would say as a parent, if you buy one of those courses, any of the courses, but the confidence crash course, in particular here, see if they do it. And then you realize that, you know, they, they do need the coach there as well. Right. And the way I do it, the way I do it with my Jedi mind tricks with, with something like to this effect of how my mind thinks is 10 day confidence crash course. I'd give it a month, maybe two months, maybe even three months. Check in with them. How did you do with it? If you didn't do it in three months. It's a 10 day confidence crash course. You didn't, something was off. Either it wasn't important enough to you or you didn't know how to manage your time. Something was off. I gave you more than enough time. You had more than enough time. If, they, if you check in right at the 10 days or a month, it still could feel like you're on their back. It's like you might bring it up to them 
hey, make sure you do the competence crash course, but don't check in exactly where they're at. You give them gentle reminders, and then you check in way after the fact, like two months. Hey, how, how are you doing with it? Three months, maybe. And then if they're not, then you sign them up for mindset training for to have their mindset coach because now you clearly they clearly need someone who's going to help them get through it because we know it's important. And again, it's it's not just going to help your wrestling, but your school, your social life, your future career, just life in general, personal relationships. All right. So it's the last podcast for the year. Close us out for the year. That's right. Whether it's wrestling, sports, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. We always say it's the most important thing is to make the most important thing the most important thing. We're all in this together. Let's do it right for 2022. Take care. Happy New Year. God bless you and your families. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.